service. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> Is that why I'm preaching? Ah. Good morning. Uh, one of the cool things about me being up here right now is, one, I don't have to do this a whole lot. And then the second thing is, is I got to pick the scriptures this morning. And so as I was going to say, you know, what scriptures am I going to pick? And, and uh, I sat down and there's just always a recurring theme with me uh, in my ministry. Um, and as I sat down, I was like, okay, what am I going to do? What am I going to offer you this morning? What am I going to say and then finally, what came to me is to say, Graham, stop. You know, be, for me to be me, for me, I want this congregation, both online that's watching me right now, at least maybe one or two, whoever's on watching, and then the people here that are uh, uh, here on this 27th of December after Christmas, the one thing I hope to do is I still want you all to get to know me. I want you to get to know my family. I want to introduce myself to you. And so as I was coming up with some scriptures, I'm just going to come up with some scriptures that tell, also continue my story as to why I'm dressed like a choir boy uh, uh, and why I am in what's called ministry. And the ministry that I'm involved in that gets me to stand up right now is called G3 Ministry. Um, G3 Ministry simply stands for it's time to go, go, go. And it's this scripture that um, says right here, I want to read it. Carry no money bag, no knapsack, no sandals. Go your way. Behold, I am sending you out as lambs in the midst of wolves. So, wait a minute. I, 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 you know, I'm going out, and the Lord is saying, I'm going out and I'm sending you out as lambs amongst wolves. And so, here I am. I'm up here. I am now in ministry. And what am I going to do? What am I going to say to these people? And what does it mean to go out and, uh, uh, about lambs and wolves? And it brings me to say that, you know, we've heard this before about, uh, uh, well, okay, if we're Christians, if we come to church, what are we going to do? And I want to sit there and say that lambs among wolves is all has to do with what I call the law. And it's uh, a perfect example is this. I, I went to the College of Charleston. Now, what I mean by law is simply, we know what it means to be good. We know what it means to go to church. And we know what it means to uh, 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 say our prayers and read the Bible and do all those things. But what I want to say is, um, it what is, it's like the guy that was reading the Bible at the College of Charleston. When I was at the College of Charleston, and there I was, and there was this guy that was reading, and... Uh, as he was reading, uh, yeah, I, I'm sorry, I just don't feel well. Uh, here we go. Um, the guy that was reading at the College of Charleston, Bob, I'm not feeling well. Hold on a second. Whew. Okay, here we go. Um, but the guy that was reading at the College of Charleston, I know you're all looking at me funny. But the guy that was reading at the College of Charleston, let's start this over. He was simply, um, Bob, I just don't feel well right now. Hold on a second. Wait a minute. I'm okay. Hold on a second. The guy that was at the College of Charleston brought me back to this. And as I was watching him, uh, this guy was preaching. And as he was preaching, what he was doing was he was holding his Bible. And he was out there. And he was among all the people that were um, 
in the, all the students, and all the students were around. And all of a sudden, as he was out there preaching, and he was uh, reading the Bible, and everybody that was there at the college was expecting to hear the law. They were expecting this guy to sit there and say, hey, um, I'm reading, and if you do these things, you're going to go to hell. If you do these things, you're not going to be good. If you do these things, you're not going to do right. And if you do these things, it's, it's, it's what you're supposed to do, and it's what we're supposed to do to be Christians, and it's, uh, this is how we live. So stop doing what you're doing. Stop your drinking. Stop your partying and all this stuff. And so what he's doing is he's offering the law to these college students. And all of these college students are right there. And so all of a sudden, what he means to be good, what he means to do well, all of a sudden, he's up there and he's offering what he thinks is being good, what he thinks it means to be a Christian, and he's up there right there and he's giving everything the law because that's what he thinks he's supposed to do. And I don't understand where this comes and what's the problem and where the miscommunication is uh, within Christianity. But then all of a sudden, what happens, he's up there and he's giving these people directions. He's telling them, he means well, stop partying. You all need to stop these things. You all need to stop doing. And it's all of a sudden what happens is what started with one person that was there and then another person and then another person. Next thing you know, there's a crowd, a huge crowd of like a couple hundred people. I mean, I'm not lying. Right there at the College of Charleston, right in front of my fraternity house. And here's this guy reading the Bible and all of a sudden everything's going crazy. And then all of a sudden he's out there and those guys from church, he means to do well. And he's reading out of Leviticus and he's out there saying, you know, the Lord... We, to be good, you don't do this. And the Lord will condemn you if you do this. We don't live like this way. And so all of a sudden, what started out as one, and then 20, and then 50, next thing you know, you've got like 100 people that are out there, and they're yelling. They're harassing this guy. He's reading the Bible. And then all of a sudden, this guy that's reading, there was a couple hundred people out in front of him. And then I remember one guy went out, and he went to the local grocery store, and he got a 12-pack of beer. And as he got this 12-pack of beer, he, he, was, he was drinking it and opening up the bottles, and he was showering himself with it. And then they started throwing things at this guy that was reading the Bible. And they're throwing stuff, and they're harassing him, and all these things. That's what it means to go out into the world among wolves. And that is the law. The law is good. The law is righteous. Don't get me wrong. But what happens is something happens. Something's wrong with what is infected churching churches and preaching because the world expects the law and when you give the law then all of a sudden what happens those are the wolves when you offer the law to people you give them something all that has the power to do is to condemn judge and convict and then it has the power to kill love and then when it kills love there's no way that the gospel of Jesus Christ which is love and mercy is going to be able to get through so that's what happens when you give the law. That whole reaction, the whole, I mean, I'm talking a couple hundred people, everybody, was there. And then all of a sudden, what he means to be good, and all of a sudden, they're throwing things at him. They're harassing him, and they're sitting there dancing, and then all of this. This is what happens and is happening, and this is why my wife and I, on our own, came up with this ministry named G3 Ministry, which stands for Go, Go, Go. Church is good. Church is good for the people right here. Because you guys go to church. But what about everybody else that doesn't go to church? And do you know why they don't go to church? Do you know why they're among the wolves? Because they are among the wolves because the wolves hate the law. And they won't go to church. They don't go to church. But you, do you know what the one thing that is a prescription in there? The one thing that saves these people? 
It's called the gospel of Jesus Christ. But the thing about it is, churches are missing it. I'm not saying all churches. Some churches. I'm actually going to say a lot of churches. I'm going to go out and say a lot of bad preaching has been happening. A lot of bad, I'm going to say theology. Theology, which is to talk about God, to talk about the Bible. A lot of bad things have been happening. Why is that? For all who rely on works of the law are under a curse. For it is written, cursed be everyone who does not abide by all things written in the book of the law and do that. We forget this. For some reason, something happens, and all of a sudden, I put on my little outfit, and I get up here, and people expect me to act like I'm sinless, I'm good, and now I'm going to tell you people what you need to do to be a better Christian, and look how good I am. What happens when, when that happens? What, have you ever heard? A lot of times they'll say, oh, that preacher, he had an affair with his secretary. That pastor on TV did this. Oh, they had a fall from grace. They had a fall from grace. And you're surprised that there's sin? You're surprised that there's going to be sin within me? You're going to be surprised that there's going to be sin within a, a, a pastor? He who preaches the law and leaves you with just the law, as good and right as it is, is just going to sit there and pass you with judgment and conviction. And that just feeds the wolves. That feeds wolves. Why do people hate Christianity? Because they expect the law. They're waiting for you to tell them, I'm better than you. Look how you're living and look at me. That instinctively puts it upon them to say, I don't like you. It's how it is and it's how we're wired. And it goes all the way to the book um, in Genesis. That is what is known as the need of the gospel. So please know this. There's a huge distinction and understanding between the law and the gospel. This is why I just preach what's known as law and gospel. Because this is what the society that is outside this building right now, this is what you all need right now. This is what the world needs. The world doesn't need more, more telling, uh, 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 moralistic uh, uh, preaching. What the world needs is a revival of the gospel, everybody. It's called the gospel. It's what Jesus Christ did. It's who Jesus Christ is. That is the gospel of Jesus Christ. You hear a lot, well, we need to hear the gospel. Well, what is the gospel? This is where it becomes real. Why am I not a Muslim? Why am I not an atheist? Because I know the law. I see a bunch of people looking at me right now. And I know you all do too. You all were 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, before, except for Hannah Grace and Graham Jr., wherever he is. You know what it's like. You know what's out there. You know some of the things we've done and have done, and maybe even still are doing. There's some things out there we don't want people to know about in there. I have plenty. But I pray that by the grace of Jesus Christ, like you and me, I'm forgiven and loved by him, and I can go on and do work that he would have me to do. Is there going to be change in my life? I hope so. That change in my life, I believe, comes through faith in Jesus Christ and not the law. The more we focus on the law, the more you're going to feel judged, convicted, condemned. And the law kills love. What do I mean by that? Let's say I'm married, so let's say my wife Wendy comes to me and she's all proud to go out in her new dress. And she says, honey, how do I look? How do I look? And I say, ah. You know, shouldn't you wear the other dress, you know? How does that make her feel? That's, I just put the law upon her. 
of saying, no, you don't look good. You should have done something else. How does that make her feel? Not good. It kills love. That's a power of the law. Please miss, don't misunderstand me. God's law is perfect and it is right. It's okay to do well. It's okay to read the Bible and eat your broccoli. Absolutely. But what I'm saying is we don't do it all the time. What I'm saying is there's a whole society out there that doesn't do it at all. And it's Jesus Christ that is needed out in this world. It's Jesus Christ and his blood that was shed on the cross that is needed. And this brings me to another story of the College of Charleston. I remember that when I was there, for whatever reason, I, like I said, I want you to continue to get to know me. I um, always had a relationship with Jesus Christ. I always had a, um, I'll just say that, a relationship. I had a lot of fun at the college. I partied among the partiers. And I did what everybody else was doing. I lived in a fraternity house. I was just having a blast. But I always had this relationship with Jesus. And so I'd get up in the morning. I'd go to church. And I remember one time, some big fancy uh, bishop from uh, England, uh, Anglican bishop, Episcopal bishop, was coming to the College of Charleston. And he was going to speak. And so he went to go speak at the college. And I said, I'll go. I'm going to go listen to this guy speak. So I got, it was a, one evening, and I went there, and I went to go hear him speak. And I uh, sat down, and all of a sudden, there was this guy, and um, he started just talking. And it was boring, just like you would expect an old English uh, Episcopal bishop. Boring. And I'm up there, and I'm listening to him. And then all of a sudden, a well-known, renowned professor at the College of Charleston, who was an atheist, gets up. And he comes from the back, and he had this posse. And this guy was, uh, to say that he was a jerk is an understatement. Um, and his, his arrogance was uh, 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 sad. Uh, it, was, um, it made me angry. And he had his whole posse with him. And he came in the back, and his whole, he was a, 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 this atheist. And what he did was is he took it upon himself to completely harass and harangue and make fun of this guy that was, pre, that was just talking, talking about whatever he was talking about. I don't even think it was about the gospel. Maybe it was church history or whatever it was because it was boring. But he was up here to harass him, and that's what he started doing. And he's harassing him. And, I mean, what is the point of that? This guy's getting up there and harassing this guy. And all these years later, it, it, it dawns on me, everybody. I get it. I get this whole thing about lambs among wolves. That guy that was harassing this innocent guy just wanting to talk about church history whatever it is I would love to know who the law was in his life I guarantee somewhere in that man's life that caused him to be who he is an atheist a man who says he hates religion he hates God it's not true I I wouldn't be surprised if he went to a Christian school I wouldn't be surprised if he grew up in the church Somewhere, he became a victim of the law. Because when you're only left with the law, you don't drink, you don't smoke, you don't party, you don't get divorced, you don't do this, you don't do these things. Shame on you. Be better. Try better. 
And then you can come into this church, and then you can come to be Christianity. Sure, sure, we're forgiven. Sure, sure, sure. But, but, but we don't do this, we don't do this, we don't do this. When you're left with just that, then you're left with death. You're not left with Jesus Christ and his gospel. That's what the power of the law does. That's what my wife and I do, is we just hope through relationship and faith and, and hope and through earning the right to get out and preach just the gospel. Let Jesus do the rest. Let Jesus change us. Let Jesus change you, not the law. If you have the wrong distinction and understanding of the law and the gospel, then this whole book that I'm hanging, holding on to right here is not, it's, it's fake. It's not true. From the beginning to the end, and I'm almost done, everybody, I promise you this. It's about the need of a Savior. Because I know right now in this room there's some guys in there that can relate with me. I am a sinner. I have done wrong. I have thought wrong. I have not done right. Oh, what merciful, wretched man that I am. Who's going to save me from this body of death? Is it going to be more law, and I'm going to come in and get that preaching, which is done way too much in churches? Or am I going to come into this place and hear truth and mercy and grace, and that I am forgiven, and that I am loved? And that is what makes this religion true. That's what makes Christianity the one true religion. It's through Jesus Christ, by Jesus Christ, that you are blessed and you are healed. For if the law which condemns and convicts and judges wasn't in our face and shows us, if that's not true, then we wouldn't need Jesus Christ and his Savior. I'm going to end with this. If you have a skeleton in your closet, like I do, if you have those things that you have in your brain, oh, I wish I didn't do that. Oh, I wish I didn't do that. Oh, boy. I got, uh, forgive me, Lord. I just got to keep going on and on. Those things I want you to know. That's what you take to Jesus Christ. That's what you get on your feet. That's what you get on your knees. And that's what you take to the cross of Jesus Christ. And know that you are loved and that you are forgiven. That's the gospel. And that's the message I give. And it's the only message I give. And that's what my wife and I do on our front porch to the people that come to our house is we just present the gospel. Well, Graham, don't you want to tell them to do this? And don't you want to tell them to do that? Don't you want to tell them that they should not do this and not do that? No. Well, you don't condone it, do you? No, I don't even bring it up. The world needs a revival. You need a revival. And that revival is the gospel of Jesus Christ. You know the law. The law is written on your heart. The wolves out there are waiting for you to give them the law. And they hate you for it. And they will hate you for it. Whether, whatever title you want to give them, liberal, whatever, conservative, Republican, Democrat, take a breath and just give the gospel. And when you can't love somebody, fake it. That's when real ministry happens. That's the truth, and that's the gospel. I hope this blessed you. Sorry for the beginning. I, I was nervous and all of a sudden started just having, uh, uh, I was lightheaded. But I hope my message got through. It's peace, grace, mercy, and hope. And all of this becomes real over any other so-called faith when we can see what the law has done to us in our lives and what it can do to others. Amen? In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, my Lord and my God, I raise my hand as a sign of the outpouring of grace and mercy.
on all these people. May they come to know that you are Lord and that you are God. And that they may, may they know that a sinner stands before them. And that's the only way I'm able to even be here to raise my hands because of what you have done on the cross. Thank you, Jesus. Amen.